0: and welcome back to the we didn't peak podcast it's me chance nichols thanks for listening hope you're having a good day wherever this uh audio is finding you in your in sort of your journey on this planet um this beautiful blue blue rock that we all love so damn much it's a rainy, chilly day here in L.A. It's been, ooh, so relaxing. I slept in nice and hard. I just listened to the rain pitter-patter on my window. I did, it did make me, so like, I have to pee every morning. Every morning when I wake up, I got full little boy bladder. And I, I, I hate, I hate, because you know when you breach, that moment when you breach your bed for the first time, like, And it's never, it's not going to be the same as it was whenever you were asleep that night. Like, because you can like get up and go back to sleep, but it's just not going to be the same. There's something in your body that's like, well, no, you, you gave us the wake up juice. Or, like, the wake-up signal. Whenever the feet hit the floor, that's the wake-up signal. Why are we, why are you getting back? And so, I don't know how to describe this. Uh, my fellow lazy people out there, uh, maybe a uh, shout-out, shout-out to y'all. Uh, you, you could probably articulate this better than I could. Uh, yeah, so, it was a very relaxing morning. Went out and got some Trejo's tacos. Danny Trejo owns a taco restaurant here in L.A., got some of those. Putted around a little bit, now I'm doing this, and uh, I'm so glad, I'm so glad to be talking to you guys today. Um, a lot of stuff going on, it's the week of Halloween,
1: Ooh.
0: I've been watching some scary shit, saw the new Halloween movie this past uh, week also, it was okay. I didn't realize going into it that it was part two in a in a trilogy. I thought this was going to be it. Like I I knew it was a direct sequel to the twenty eighteen Halloween movie, uh, but I didn't know that this was just the middle piece in a three part story. And so whenever I saw it, I was a little disappointed in the ending, if I'm honest. But because I thought that was it, I thought, oh, and that's how they end this new version of the story. Cool, whatever. But it wasn't. It wasn't. There's more. We got one more coming next year. I think they filmed it concurrently, so I think it's, you know, going to be ready to roll. Michael Myers, spooky dude, scary dude, bad boy. Go see it. <laughs> this is this podcast is brought to you by Halloween. John Carpenter's Halloween. In theaters now. Halloween Kills. Weird title. Weird title. Anyway, uh, what else? I did a show, so I did this, like, there's like this costume party where I, I, that I performed uh, upon this past weekend, and it was out in the suburbs here in L.A., and uh, when I got there, I did it with my friend Bailey, shout out Bailey Norton, and uh, we get out there for this show, and the party, it's like a backyard pool party set up with a band. Now the it's the setup for the band is awesome because it's just going to be people sort of milling around having like an out like a backyard party around a pool. For comedy, it wasn't the best. Uh, didn't 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 really spark much joy at the beginning because uh, comedy shows you kind of need to be able to sit down. Uh, the more intimate, the better. The closer people are, the more likely they are to laugh. Well, all that shit. Uh, so we were a little nervous, but then the show started and it was great. It was a very fun time. But this guy. Oh my god, this guy, I could like from the moment I met this dude, I could tell he was I was just going to be so fucking annoyed. His costume was uh Ben Stiller's character from the movie Heavyweights and he was like acting like him, but not like he, he wasn't like doing like, "Oh, I'm going to play the character." Like, blah, 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 blah. you could just tell this guy's personality was kind of close to what that character in Heavyweights is, which if you've seen the movie, holy shit. That's what I had to deal with, and of course he wanted to talk before the show, and of course there was a little talking circle where he looked at me like I was just sort of like a beneath-him piece of meat, which is a look that a lot of people out here in L.A. give to uh, other people when they first meet them. And he just had a really off-putting vibe, off-putting personality. You could tell he was kind of like an, an unfunny handsome guy that liked to try to, like, get over on people with little little wisecracks here and there. Like, uh, I'm a little stinker. Uh, oh, and do you think that's cool? <laughs> oh, yeah, bro. Cool. Good. Like, like, just one of those guys. Like, just one of these people where you just, like, kind of walk away going, uh, I don't know about him. But the show, I'm doing my set, and it's going, I am crushing, by the way. Uh, crushing it. And I'm doing the set, and there was this chihuahua this little dog this little chihuahua dog running around the party all night it was like the owner of the house's dog the dog was a sw- just a sweetie pie like came up to me was like like I let let me pet her like she was a very sweet little chihuahua which most chihuahuas aren't and when i tell you this guy walked the the guy the ben stiller costume guy walked past the dog while i was performing he like walked by, past the dog's path to go do something in the yard the dog flipped the fuck out started barking and growling sprinted at the guy and i think like nipped him like nipped him on the leg or something it was a tiny chihuahua like a little little itty bitty chihuahua like nipped at him the guy reacted as if he had just stepped on a bear trap covered in honey and tetanus like it was such an overreaction and then he kept like. Making a big deal of it. And I was like, and so I, of course, had to stop the set and address it. And I was like, we all met this dog at this party, right? Like, that is a sweetheart of a dog. You're a bad guy. Like, you have to, like, there's something wrong with your soul, man. And we just sort of started talking to him like that. And uh, afterwards, many people came up to me and were like, thank you for um, saying that about him because we also don't like him. So, yeah, I met an unlikable guy at a party and uh, he did unlikable stuff. <laughs> Story of my life. That's fun. Um, we got a great episode for you today. I'm excited for you all to hear it. Chiefs suck, though. Can't see football. Chiefs suck. I'm sure we got some questions, comments, and concerns about that shit. Chiefs, bad football team. Terrible football team. Don't know what's going on with that football team. Um, yeah, man. Doing a lot of shows. Doing a lot of shows lately, Uh, very exciting, very fun stuff, hopefully some fun stuff on the horizon for everyone to enjoy. Uh, This weekend is Halloween, in fact, it is, in fact, Halloween. I don't know what I'm going to be. I always wait till the last second to figure out what my costume is. I've got this, like, tracksuit, like this, like, Italian wise guy tracksuit, but also too many people unironically wear this exact outfit, so I don't know if it's going to come off as a costume or whatnot. Um, so yeah, we'll figure it out. We'll figure something out, won't we? <laughs> okay, let's do some questions, comments, and concerns, and then get into this mother-effing episode, because it's a damn treat, let me tell ya. Uh-huh, because I also don't want to talk about the Chiefs that much, but I'm sure I'm gonna have to. Here we go. <laughs> Uh, first one, what do you think the difference... Oh, by the way, these are uh, questions, comments, and concerns sent in by followers of the Instagram page. Every week on Monday morning, I'll post a uh, questions uh, story being like, hey, what do you want me to talk about in the intro? And that's what this is. Okay, anyway. Okay, first one, uh, what do you think the difference is between responding can-do and will-do when asked to do a task? Wow. Okay. Um should have read that earlier and thought about it a little bit. So to me, I think can do is is like more casual, I think. Will do sounds like like more of a promise. Do you know what I mean? Like can do is like, "Oh, yeah, I can do that." Sure. Yeah, I'll I'll get around to it. Will do is like, "We'll do. Yeah. Yeah, I'm on it right now." Here we go. I'm on it. So I think will do is like, it's sort of, it, it harkens back to the uh, can I go to the bathroom or may I go to the bathroom argument. No? It sort of reminds you of that, sort of reminds you of, and, and anyone who dwelled on that a little bit too hard uh, growing up, I, I wanted to stab with a pitchfork through the throat uh, teachers, like the students or whatever, it was fine, but like if, when a teacher would really try to like get over on a student like that and be like, uh, don't you mean may I use the restroom and that never more in my life did I ever want to just drop trow and take a big shit all over the classroom floor and be like, this is your fault. I did shit my pants in first grade one time. When I was in the first grade, I went to a private Christian school, uh, Abundant Life Christian Academy, for those of you keeping score. And at the school, on Wednesdays, we had chapel, so everyone had to dress formally. And I was in first grade, I was wearing a button down shirt, a sweater vest, And corduroy pants with dress shoes and a belt. My grandmother had put the belt on as I was in first grade. And I didn't really understand how belts worked at that point. So I go to school not knowing how to take my pants off. And I have to take a shit. And I go into our little classroom bathroom. Because it was a private Christian school. So it was one of those weird fucked up classrooms with its own private bathroom. I go in. And I go to take my pants down, and they won't come down. They simply won't. (laughs) They're very secure. The belt is literally doing its job to a T. And I toil and toil and grind and grind on this belt, and it will not come off. So eventually, I'm just like, I succumb to the gods of feces, and I shit all over my corduroy pants. And uh, it was a terrible experience, and I went the entire school day with shit in my pants and didn't tell anyone. And I would have to walk places to avoid them seeing the brown stain on the back of my pants. I would squat down like a duck, pull my sweater vest over my knees, and duck walk because I had, and and people would be like, "What are you doing?" And I'd go, "I'm an Oompa Loompa because I had just seen Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory for the first time." So the moral of the story is: don't dress your children in clothes that they don't understand, or at least give them a manual. Uh, next one, Patrick Mahomes, midseason retirement. Fuck you. No. Pat's going to figure it out. If there's one piece of that puzzle in Kansas City that's going to figure it out, it's going to be Patrick Mahomes. He is stumbling hard right now. That is no secret. There is a problem with the way the play calling is happening, the, the personnel groups. I don't know what the deal is. I happen to think that he's not a great... Um, he needs to get better at getting the ball out quicker. He needs to be, you know, three-step drop and, and go. Like, he needs to go just just trust his first read or what have you. Um, he holds on to the ball too long. That's why he gets hit so much. That's why people – that's why our offensive line seemingly is terrible because he is back there way too long just waiting for one of his star receivers to make some big thing happen. He needs to just – because you saw it with freaking Chad Henney. When he came in at the end, he was just like – You know, quick, short passes, moving the ball down the field, not trying to make some crazy, incredible once-in-a-generation play happen. Just down there playing solid game general football, you know, just doing it. So, I don't know. I think he's going to get it sorted out. Uh, It's that defense that needs to short up um, more than anything. I mean, we're 32nd. or We're either 31st or 32nd in every defensive stat category uh, this season. It's insane. Steve Spagnuolo needs to be fired. Guy's a fucking terrible coach, has been a terrible fucking coach for years, and is also one of these, like, dudes... My biggest issue with him is he's a guy that doesn't get, like, fired up for this stuff. Y- you see it in his press conferences, where they'll be like, hey, here's a list of everything you're doing wrong. And he'll just kind of chuckle and be like, oh, well, I mean, uh, we, we've got some stuff coming out and we're going to figure... Something. He just gives like some generic little speech. I want a Motor City Dan Campbell level emotional response from that man. I want Steve Speck. Spagn- I want him to be fucking crying his eyes out at the podium and screaming at the top of his lungs and just be fired up and passionate about figuring out what the hell is going on with his group. Also, I don't think Tyron Matthews is a good football player. Moving right along uh, anymore. He was great. I think we're, I think we're in the twilight of his, uh, usefulness. (laughs) This one. Why don't he want me, man? (laughs) This is, of course, a reference to that incredible moment in The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air when Will, (laughs) everyone has had to see on Facebook, somebody share this video with the caption, can you believe this moment was improvised? Just two actors lived existing together, caring for one another. And it's that part in Fresh Prince when Will's dad comes to town and then leaves again. And he's like at the end, like yells with Uncle Phil. He's like, how come you, I, 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 I have a whole mess of kids? How come you don't want me, man? And then they just hug and the hack gets in the way. Oh, my God. How fucking angry do you think they were at how poorly that hat played in that scene? Go back and watch that scene now. It's an incredible scene from top to bottom except for when James Avery, the actor who plays Uncle Phil, goes to hug Will Smith, the actor who plays Will Smith. Um he, he uh he like goes to hug him real hard, like a real truthful honest embrace. And Will's got a backwards hat on and like his Forearm kind of knocks the hat off his head just a little bit, and then James Avery like throws the hat to the side because it's just in the way. It's like, God damn it, we would have this was the perfect take, and then the fucking hat ruined it. Um, I don't know why he doesn't want you, man. That's the answer. Sorry, Will. Okay, a couple more here thoughts on Jackson Mahomes. I don't want him to die, but I don't want him to be able to attend Kansas City Chiefs football games anymore. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't want anything bad to happen to him, but I want something, maybe legally, something pretty serious legally to happen to him that gets him banned from NFL games. You know what I mean? Like, I I hope he... Something happens where he behaves poorly, because I'm sure he is just a... Just an awesome dude to be around. Seems like a really cool, nice, humble boy. Uh, I hope he, he behaves badly enough at one of these games to where the NFL has to be like, Jackson, nope, you're done. You're You're more hurt than harm. Get out of here. God, I'd be so fucking embarrassed if that kid was my brother. Just a fucking loser, his little videos where he's like, Pick you up in a Cadillac and the a the way I feel the most brutal comment sections in the history of the internet read them, read the comments, horrific shit. And this little prick just keeps going. Just like, mm, I'm going to rise above the, po- the, the haters and the negativity. Maybe the haters and the negative thoughts are right this time, Jackson. <sighs> okay, last one. <laughs> um, go see Dune, idiot. No, fuck you. How about you make me? Uh no I'll see Dune. I've heard it's great. It it's getting uh, all the people that whose opinions I respect about movies, none of them work in as professional movie critics, of course. Uh all say it's really good. So I'm going to go check it out. Very excited for that movie. Uh okay. I think that's it. That's all we got for questions comments and concerns so folks. Oh boy oh boy. I am so excited for you to hear uh this interview. It's going to be a good one. Very informative, very fun. Uh Got a great guest for you today. Parth Maheshwari is my guest, of course, Doctor Parth Maheshwari, DDS. He is a dentist in Fresno, California, and a pretty cool dude. Uh, let's just get straight to the interview, as always. Please do uh, like us on Facebook. Uh, just search "We Didn't Peak" on face with Chance Nichols on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram at We Didn't Peak. Follow me on Instagram. Burp. That's not my Instagram handle. I'm sorry. Uh, Follow me on Instagram uh, at ChanceIsLoud. And uh, be sure to download and subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever you get them. Just click that uh, subscribe button so you can stay up to date with all of our new episodes coming out each week. And, yeah, give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. That would mean so much. Just click that little five-star button. Why not? Maybe leave a nice comment, too. Who, who gives a fuck? Okay. All right. That's all from me. Now, please, without further ado, enjoy my chat with the one, the only, Dr. Parth Maheshwari.
2: Enjoy. A lot of organic people.
0: Yeah, I think most foods. people are organic. I think arguably LA is going to probably be filled with some inorganic people at some point soon if any American city is you know like robots and shit and Teslas. Do you buy, do you buy into that? Do you think AI is going to take over?
2: I think AI is going to be disruptive. Um take over? No. That's, I think we need people.
0: Uh, that's such a business Like, a a business degree thing to say is, yeah, I think it's going to be disruptive in in the space, but... eh.
2: I don't know, man. I have a big problem with business degrees. I think there's no such thing as uh, studying business. Right. I think you have to do it, just like what you're doing right now, just like what we're doing right Right. now. Doing
0: business. Yeah. That's interesting. What was your undergrad degree?
2: So, I went to Southern Illinois University, Edwardsville. I got a biology degree and a minor in chemistry. Wow. Okay. Um before going on to dental school, smart kid at Southern Illinois University School of Dental Medicine. So, wow. it was good, man. I I hated undergrad, man. Yeah. I really hated. Uh, really? I hated. I hated what I studied in undergrad because it was just boring, and I didn't. It was just a means to get into dental school, right? So the actual degree is absolutely useless. But I had a really good. I got a full scholarship to SIUE, so it was just like a no brainer. It was like you got to go. I finished in three years. Um and I went to SIU dental school. I was the youngest kid in my class. Um and I had a lot I, I thought dental school was good because it made me focus on learning and not grades. Okay. Just because I made it that way. Right. Otherwise it would have been terrible. But it was mostly good. Well, I think dental school was a really good experience.
0: What were the dental school parties like? Dude,
2: you drink a lot in dental school. I believe it. You have to. Yeah. We drank probably 3 3 I god, I hate that I'm talking about how much I'm I'm not saying this to sound cool, but right, no. you really just got to get through cuz it's so don't let me get for the for the audience a little bit. Let me just give like a little background of kind of what dental school is like. So your first year is class 8 to 5 every single day. You got a class, you sit in a lecture hall for 4-hour blocks. And I have ADHD, so that was Brutal for someone that can barely sit still. So it made me like sit in the back of the room and learn about stuff besides the class that was going on. Because I was like, eh, I don't really care about this, and so I would just learn about something else. But I would sleep a lot in class too. I was pretty bad about that. One time, I got kicked awake by a teacher. Oh, good. And um, yeah, man. That
0: sounds like Illinois.
2: So yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> a teacher literally What's came how- by. And, like kicked my leg to like wake me up.
0: <laughs> That's uh, did you so? You said you guys drank a lot. Did you drink through a straw so that the alcohol oh, wouldn't none, splash dude. your teeth? And... Strictly,
2: strictly natural light. Good. Dental school is
0: that a thing? I've always wondered this. I'm going to ask you a lot of like debunk this uh, teeth question thing. Okay, fair. Is like how badly does like just the splash of like liquid, like uh, like specifically alcohol and coffee? How bad does just the fact that you're putting it? Passing it through your teeth. How bad does that so, fuck you up? really,
2: the thing with liquids is you want to, like, I drink coffee every day. I drink black coffee every Same. day.
0: Good man. Yeah, I know we both,
2: we both drink black coffee. Yeah. Uh, because we've been hardened. Life it's, has hardened us and made us drink right?
0: black coffee. Yeah, yeah.
2: But um, the acidity is what you're worried about, right? Mm-hmm. And then coffee has staining characteristics, which can be removed. Stains are no big deal. You can get those removed. But yeah. the acidity is, so the thing is, if you're going to drink your coffee, it's better to drink it quickly and let your, so your saliva has ways that it remineralizes your mouth. Mm. So, so really it's like a pH balance. You're trying to keep your, your mouth at a, at a balance. That's not like, cause the coffee's destroying some of your enamel. Right. And if you allow your mouth to remineralize, you're fine. Huh? So don't sip coffee all day, guys.
0: Just yeah. Drink the coffee. Just chug that fucker. Yeah. That's uh my, my enamel is Fucked. Because I was a nail biter my entire life. And now, like, for the past two years probably, anytime I've, like, instinctively gone to, like, bite a nail when I'm nervous or whatever, I straight up, my teeth won't slice through, like, the thickness of my nails anymore. And I'm like, oh, that'll probably be something I gotta look into at one point. I also have, I'm getting all my fucked up teeth things out of the way. My dentist has said, you... Cause I've like Every time I go into the dentist I'm like expecting this big Like ass chewing Because I think I'm bad at it But he's like Your teeth are fine They're just a little crooked Like they're Like that's really the Like my teeth aren't like Super fucked up They're just a little crooked Um But One thing that I have I don't know if you've ever Noticed this before Or if you can see it From across the table Have you ever seen this bad boy?
2: Chance I noticed that Within the first five seconds Of meeting Uh you Uh huh Oh yeah Good I noticed that
0: Do you know what that came from?
2: No, I, I no, when,
0: yeah. so what I for the for, for those of you that not watching the non-existent video version of this podcast, I have a tooth that is like in the back row, like he it got it, knocked backwards and is dented, like it's like completely my, at the roof of your mouth. it's yes. like it's
2: absolutely not where
0: the other teeth are. Yeah, and it's, it's not growing, where it should be. <laughs> it's growing out of the roof of my mouth it's behind all my other top teeth. Yeah, what happened was I lost that baby tooth when I was a kid. And while this permanent tooth was growing in, I was playing indoor hockey at a church lock-in and I was like a kid, a little kid and like a middle schooler with muscle shoulder checked me into a fucking wall and knocked me oh, unconscious no, and it just, just like dented the tooth backwards and my mouth was bleeding and, uh. Yeah, last time I went to the dentist I was like, "Can you just remove this?" Or it was like two or three trips ago. I was like, "Can you just take it out?" And the dentist was like, "I mean, it's a healthy tooth and it's you know, cosmetically it's kind of out of the way. Like it if it was sticking out the other way, maybe, but do you really want me to? Like it would just like cost you money basically. It's not doing any harm." And I was like, "I guess I'll keep it. Fuck it. It's a good tongue scratcher." <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah.
2: Well, yeah. I, I guess um, everyone, you know, I would say most people are really anxious about the dentist. Yes. Um, Big time. I mean, dude, I don't blame you. We got you upside down. Mm-hmm. We tell you usually that you're doing a bad job. Yeah. And we're like, you're in a vulnerable position. I'm also putting my hands in your mouth. Yeah. Like, And the noises. Oh, man. The noises suck, dude. I know. I, yeah. I get it. I understand. My yeah. job is... Not really a much. So the job I have that what I do is not really centered around like fixing cavities. We don't really do that at the office. My office I work at is a primarily, uh, so so we put people to sleep. We, it's a sedation office (laughs) and that's it. We we euthanize
0: humans. It's a service we do. (laughs) We
2: do IV sedation because people have anxiety and don't Uh like the dentist. And we do, um, a lot of like high end aesthetic work where we're doing like your front six teeth, like, you know, veneers, stuff like that. Or we're doing dental implants, which really my boss says, you know, we're not really in the teeth business. We're just, we want to make people smile.
1: Mm. So
2: we give people, we actually restore, most of my patients are like from the age of like 50 and 80. Uh And we are giving them teeth that they don't have.
0: Interesting. Okay.
2: So it's pretty cool because so the reason I actually I recently just moved to Fresno, California. That's where I live.
0: Shout out Fresno.
2: I, yeah. Um, and the reason I moved there is because the office I worked at, one the guy I work for is a really really great guy, really cool guy. We became friends um, while I was in dental school. I saw his work on Facebook and I messaged him and I was like, Hey man, like I really I think what you're doing is amazing. And we just messaged back and forth for a few months. And he was like, hey, why don't you come out to Fresno and just shadow me? And I was like, oh, okay, um, down, deal. So I came out there and watched what he did. He did he did two surgeries. I, I came out like for a Thursday, Friday, and then I went to Yosemite with my mom. My mom actually came too because I was oh, like, wow. hey, like, let's go to the mountains and yeah. go to Yosemite National Park. So we went to Yosemite on Saturday, Sunday, flew back and just became friends. Um, this was like November of 2019 when I went out there. And uh, February 2020, he came to Chicago actually for a. There's the biggest dental conference in North America. I remember this. You remember this because we, we met up actually.
0: Uh, yeah, you were around, and also a big group of dentists came to Second City. Yes, it was like a big group order for like like a hundred dentists came to watch a show at Second City. Right, I remember. Yeah.
2: So I, I wasn't, at, yeah, I wasn't at that, but I know that there was so, I mean, there's a massive amount of dentists that just come to town that weekend and yeah, there's going to, they're going to be doing stuff. So I went to, uh, I met up with him there cause he was speaking at it. And so then you got to remember this is like March, 2020 pandemic hit mm-hmm. and his office, all of dental offices in America basically got a letter like, Hey, you have to shut your doors. We don't know if COVID is spread through, um, basically like the air you know like well it is yeah. obviously but right. like the the spray right yeah At the dental dental office so he and i just maintained a relate like a good friendship just throughout the pandemic and he, as he's trying to you know figure out what to do with all his staff and it was a stressful time for everyone in oh, every yeah. single industry right yeah so um the, but, but like to cut to the chase, I ended up start, start working for the guy. And I feel like, have you ever seen the movie, the social network where,
0: <laughs> um, yeah, I've seen that one.
2: Yeah. Where Sean, is his name Sean Parker? Uh,
0: that's Justin Timberlake's character. Yeah. Justin yeah.
2: Timberlake's character. He's yeah. like, dude, you got to get out to California. This is where it's happening. Uh huh. He's like, you got to get out here. This is where it's happening. And that's what I feel like my office I work at is we're like the cutting edge of technology and dentistry. And like every month, we have six to ten dentists from all over the country come fly to our office and learn from my boss. Wow! So like to be able to work for him, it feels really cool. Yeah,
0: yeah. That's sick. That's um. And I feel like you're you, with your personality. I feel like there's a lot of. Uh, do you have any like desire to be like the like like the social media dentist or whatever? You know what I mean? Like it seems like every profession has someone on tiktok now that's like doing like uh what's up here's a day in the life of an electrician right here's my electrician videos yeah and and they're getting brand partnerships with like carhartt and shit there's so there's
2: two dentists in america that i think have pretty much absolutely crushed the like celebrity uh like that's what they do like they are the celebrities dentist it's there's a guy named tom Connolly. And he does Post Malone's teeth. He was like all over the news recently because mm-hmm. he's, he's the dude is literally jacked. Yeah. Like, he's a bodybuilder. Good. And also <laughs> he does like everybody's teeth and he puts like diamonds in them. He does grills. He does really cool work. Yeah. And then there's another guy in New York City who has an office in New York City, I think LA and Dubai. That's the, that's what he's known for is because he goes to Dubai once a month and mm. he just does. I mean, the guy charges a hundred, hundred thousand dollars a case. Like both these guys are charging a hundred thousand minimum to walk into their office. Right. Right. So they're kind of <laughs> like the figures, right? They're like the Instagram verified check Mark, like hun- like million, a fo- million followers. People. Yeah. Um, I don't really know if I want that. Man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like a lot of stress. Um, I think, uh, for me, Right now, it's just learn as much as you can and just push yourself to learn. That's yeah. really what my day is every day. I'm, I'm pushing myself to learn because there's so much to learn. Mm-hmm. And I love the patient interaction. I love working. The people I work with are awesome. But, yeah, it's a cool, it's a very rewarding profession. I've, I've, I'm lucky to be in it.
0: All right. Look at that. Have you, did you, so back to me. Um, my teeth, have you noticed that they're really sharp is that something that you've picked up on at all? Like, I got really sharp teeth. No, man. Like fangs. I didn't like, like pointy. That.
2: I don't think. Okay, yeah. Now I. Oh, uh-huh. yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. You know, I've, I've had a patient ask me if I would sharpen their teeth. Once.
0: That's scary. That
2: was really <laughs> scary. I was like, you are probably a sociopath. Right.
0: Um, <laughs> was this person in your office or like in a no, liquor no, 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 store no. This at, was at midnight? This was at
2: the dental school. Yeah. This was like whenever I was. So, the dental school I went to, we had. Oh, man, we had just the most characters of characters come into mm-hmm. our school, and yeah. which made it pretty fun. Uh, but, like, we saw a lot. And I had a patient come in one time who there was, like, always notes. Every once in a while you get a note in the right corner. It says, like, do not leave unattended. <laughs> like, uh-huh, good. Like, do not leave this guy alone. He will probably steal something or, like, make a mad dash for it. Or yeah. just, just both, maybe even. Um, and then there's, like, some that are, like, do not leave with, Female female uh, students, and that's like, huh? Maybe we shouldn't let this guy yeah. in our school. I'm, like, a, I'm picturing a, I'm
0: picturing a ban instead of a, a yeah, note. Yeah, man. Like, I'm
2: like, what is this? So, yeah, I I don't know. I it was a
0: he wanted his teeth sharpened he like a vampire. His teeth
2: sharpened man. That's yeah. scary. That he looked real scary. Well, that's. He,
0: do you watch American Horror Story? That no, TV I've never show? Seen it. It's a great show. The latest season, there was a. There's like a vampire. it's like a vampires in a small town thing and there's a tattoo artist in this little like New England town that is also a dentist but she was like b- like banned from the dental industry for her controversial like procedures and stuff and the, so she became a tattoo artist instead but her controversial procedure was turning people's mouths into vampire mouths because the vampires on the show they're just—they just like need to drink blood, but they don't have sharp teeth. Like they don't like oh, grow right. fangs. Right, so right, this right. woman like du- like puts them under in her tattoo shop, draws the blinds, puts them under, and then they wake up with fangs. And then she also makes a mold of their normal teeth. To hide the fangs. It's pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> all right. How 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 is your just your life? How are you doing? Like outside? Like how do you like California? It's very different from Illinois. Oh, but you've dude. also grown up and you've been to a lot of places. But like, how does California stack up?
2: Yeah. So, I guess I can give a little background. So I'm from originally born in India. Mm-hmm. Um, I was born in India, and when I was 30 days old, my parents actually had been living in Nairobi, Kenya, in East Africa. And, uh, during my mom's pregnancy, it's pretty traditional in an Indian family to like the, the, um, woman while she's pregnant, she'll go to her parents' house during her first pregnancy,
1: mm-hmm.
2: um, basically to be pampered, honestly. Wow. And so, uh, dad
0: don't have to do a thing. You
2: don't have to do a wanna, goddamn thing. I want to move to India. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Become a woman and move to India and get pregnant. That's right. So, um, she, so I was actually, I guess, conceived in Africa. Um,
0: Wow, that's cool
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so then uh, went to India, was born 30 days later Went back to Africa and lived there for two years So from what I've heard, it was like my parents uh, lived in Africa for about six years And they, I mean the weather is amazing in Kenya Um, It's like 55 to 70 all year round Safaris, uh, just the best wildlife in the world Yeah And also, they, the way they talked about it is that if you have some money in Africa, you live like a king, mm-hmm. like chauffeur, gardener, I had a nanny, I had a cook, everything. Wow. You really live, right? Yeah. Um, but my dad actually, funny story, the reason we moved from Africa is because uh, my dad was robbed, he was, he was, so my dad is in the grain industry, he makes flour, in the ag- agriculture industry okay mm-hmm. which brought us to Illinois eventually but yeah he uh, was running a big flour mill in Africa like I think he had like 500 people under him and he was sitting in his office one day and the way it works in Africa there's no real banking infrastructure at the time in the 90s there was no real banking infrastructure uh-huh. if you had money you had to have it like in a safe right you don't trust the bank cuz there's no like, you can't trust the bank. Right, yeah. So the owner of his, of the flour mill was like a super wealthy guy, had like a Bentley and stuff like that. And he had a lot of uh, cash on site at the flour mill. And so uh, the, the safe was in my dad's office, like a massive safe, like bank vault safe, right? And so my dad said that 12 armed Kenyans walked into his office one day with AK-47s. And they knew, they had basically paid off his security. They knew exactly what they were doing. And they were like, all right, Mr. Sunil, my dad's name is Sunil. Mr. Sunil, we know like what your panic button is. Don't touch it. We just want you to get up and get the money and give it to us. So my dad said he's like my dad's my dad is a big guy. He's six four. He's like a commanding presence in a mm-hmm. room. Yeah. But when twelve armed Kenyans walk in with AK forty sevens, that disappears, right?
0: You turn real you get real agreeable real quick. He's just
2: yeah, you don't have much negotiation. Mm-mm. So he's like, All right, um, here you guys go. My family and I are gonna be moving from Africa because I don't want my like two year old son to be growing up in this country, right? Mm-hmm. So we moved to Winnipeg, Canada. So we went from like some of the best weather in the world to <laughs>
1: <Canada>. Winnipeg. <laughs> yeah.
2: Winni- and, and like there was feet of snow when we moved to uh, Winnipeg and um, lived in Winnipeg for a couple of years. Um, so that was like cool to like be a kid and like play in the snow. And then we moved to Toronto. So yeah. I lived in Toronto till I was in first grade, moved to Effingham, Illinois, town of Twenty thousand.
0: Yeah, it's um, a bit of a difference. Between oh yeah, man. Not many Kenyans in in Illinois. I yeah,
2: so and, I mean, and no, and no one from Toronto, and no Indian right. people in Effingham, Illinois. I mean, yeah. that, so let me paint a picture of Effingham, Illinois. It's uh, in the middle. It's like central southern Illinois. Um, primarily, there's a lot of business in Effingham, but I mean, it's primarily an agriculture area, right? Yeah, my dad's in the grain. My dad's in the ag business. That's what brought us there. It's 99% white and Catholic. Yep. So when you show up, you're you have to be adaptable, man. That's what I learned. And I remember I had some teachers in high school that were like, "Hey, man, like we just got to tell you that we have not like we've had like Indian students before, right? But like we just have to tell you, you're re- you've been just we've never seen someone adapt to their environment so well and thrive in it like wow. you have, which was like a cool thing to hear when you're like a 17 year old kid and you're like. Just trying to make, because you know how high schoolers are. We just try to be cool and Mm -hmm. fit in, and I totally was a victim of that, um, for sure.
0: And often mean to anything different. Oh, yeah. So that's why adapting is even like, because to some people, I'm sure hearing that are like, oh, what a tragedy. You weren't able to be your, your full cultural authentic self, and it must be so stifling. I'm sure part of it was, but also it's like, have you been to high school? I want to wear exactly what everybody else is wearing. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, I'm just trying to survive here. Right. You know? Nobody's
2: actually themselves until college and later years, yep. right? I've re- so. I've
0: really noticed that a lot. And it's like it's mostly cool to see. Sometimes you're like, oh, God, the person you you actually are is a nightmare. But you know, <laughs> we won't get into those people.
2: No, but it's true. You have to – you just – you kind of get through and you just try to be cool like everyone else and then when you get to college you start you're like oh there's so many people that actually care about what the same things i care about and like you find people that have actual interests that you share and then you really start like your you find your niches and it's so cool i i remember when i first got to college i was like wow this is just like just it's so fun to like okay so i met my best friend um in college like our second so my two best friends in college, I met one of them the second day of college and the other one, like the Monday, like I moved into college on a Thursday and met him on Monday and we had like, both played tennis in high school. I like grew up, he was actually on the SIU tennis team. We both ended up being roommates throughout college, throughout dental school, both mm-hmm. these friends. And we were in the same fraternity in college and like, it was just so cool to have guys that you could become so close with and had so many like, like minds, like Shared the same values. It was it was good. It was a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, that's cool. That's so. Again, to backtrack a little bit away from college. So uh, when you were born and like growing up, as basically like around elementary school age, like you know when you were still a little bit in Africa, a little bit Canada, places like that. um, What were you like? Like, were you? like I don't even have a frame of reference for like the social order in these places, uh, but like, were you like a sports kid? Were you like super outgoing? Were you kind of a nerd? Like, what what was your sort of uh, like? How would you cast yourself in a movie?
2: Oh, okay. Um, so I'm an only child, uh, which means like it's kind of funny. Most only children I've talked to have they 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 become good at hanging out with other kids, but. It's because we, like, don't have siblings. So we have to make these friend groups. So I would say I was pretty social. Um, I was pretty good at school because I was an Indian kid. Like most Indian kids were uh-huh. decent at school. Um, I played I played sports. I played tennis and um, soccer in high school. But growing up, I played some basketball. Okay. Um, yeah, man. I mean, in that town I, in Effingham, when I grew up there, it was like sports is like religion uh-huh right yeah i think i was like a i was above average tennis player i mean i i don't know i would say mostly just like kind of a social kid
0: yeah just like a chatty kid where you is english or not your first language so
2: i speak hindi uh my parents speak uh a lot of like lang- my dad speaks like seven languages fluently jesus yeah he's really he's, yeah I gotta have him on <laughs> he's like a very interesting he he's honestly much more interesting than i am because he grew up in India, like literally, like grew up on a concrete floor. His dad died when he was twelve. Learned he learned he taught himself how to speak English by reading a newspaper in the mirror. Like the guy is just incredible. What, what, That's what an incredible crazy. story! Yeah, wow. And I mean, now he's like just he's a he's a successful guy. He super charismatic guy. Made it kind of honestly, on his own. It was a really, really cool story. He's a cool person. To, he's, he's one of the most well-traveled people I know. And he's he's actually always been the person and still like travel, like value travel. Um, and something he's taught me is you, you really need to per- have perspective in life. Uh, perspective is sort of like a superpower. I know like people say, oh, blah, blah, blah is a superpower. But in my opinion, I think just learning how other people view the world Oh man, and putting yourself in other people's shoes, it can give you uh just such a it's just like such an insight, right? So that's my favorite thing about travel is you go somewhere and you learn about the culture, the food, the people, how they view the world. Yeah. It it bring, you can bring stuff back with you to your daily life. It's really right.
0: cool. See, that's what I love. Perspective is really important to me as well because especially during hard times like like the like 2020, it just I always feel like people lacks so much perspective for bad shit because there's like this popular narrative right now where it's like our society's never been worse. We are at this horrible place where the this is, this is disgraceful, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, I know I have met people in my life that have known slaves. You know what I mean? Like, like my great grandma, when she was a kid, she probably was around people who at one point were slaves. She was born in like 1907 or some shit. You know what I mean? Like we used to hang people if they kissed the wrong like person in the town square. Like that is crazy. That is crazy. And that's not that long ago. Like, and other shit, like we used to feed people to lions for entertainment. You know what I mean? Like you have to, when you look at humanity as a, as a, as a race and as a species as a whole, not as like countries divided or whatever, we're a pretty fucked up, primitive, still learning group of people. Oh, it's totally true. <laughs> you know, and so it's it's not especially America because it's such a we're so young and bumpy and fucked up and weird and we're also happen to be growing up at this time where everything is accelerating at a pace that we can't even... I talk about this all the time where I'm like a big reason why social media and like Conspiracy theories, QAnon, like all these things have fucked our brains up so bad and people think they know everything from a YouTube video Mm -hmm. Is because we live in a society that was built and designed by people who Built it with the idea that not every human being knows everything or has access to the knowledge to know everything And they didn't realize, just a couple decades later, something called the internet would come around, and now we all have supercomputers in our pocket. Like, not everybody knows everything, but we have access to all known knowledge at all times. Yeah. And that's something that the founding fathers did not foresee coming, (laughs) you know what I mean? So, perspective, travel, especially those places like... I watched, there's this great Apple uh, Plus series called, uh, it's with Ewan McGregor and his friend. Uh, they've, it's, they've done like three of them. The first one's called like The Long Way Around or whatever. And it's where Ewan McGregor and his friend ride motorbikes from Scotland to LA or to New York going. Through Canada? No, they go, uh, oh God, going east. So, they drive from Europe oh. through Europe, through Russia, through like Whoa. Asia, get on boats, and then go to Alaska. And then, dr- so it's like this world travel tour thing. And then they did one, how amazing, called like The Long Way Down, where they started at the top of Scotland and rode all the way down to the bottom tip of South Africa. And the African episodes were so crazy because it's sort of like what you were saying it's like. They had these, like, fixers with them, were these men, Were they, they were, like, African guys who knew the region, and they were like, okay, we're going to have to go through a police checkpoint here. Be sure to have cash to just pay the police to not fuck with you. That's
2: a real thing, man. Yeah. I've had to do that before. <laughs> like, that's I've crazy. had to just pay police off, and they just kind of look the other way, and you just keep driving. Yep. Yeah, you things like that. that. They
0: talk about how, like, like, they visited this school that you know we we've got a school shooting problem here in america but they they like we visited this school where it's like oh yeah all of our students get killed like once every 2 years basically like the walls are filled with bullet holes still but it's the only building we can do school in but you know the warlords will come down from the hills and try to take the boys and the boys will resist and they end up just killing the whole class and then leaving I'm like, and the guys talking about it, like it's like, yeah, you know, our boys' soccer team, they 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 got the districts last season, but they didn't really, you know, they didn't do anything with it. What are you gonna do? Like, fucking Fletcher was out all all year with a torn ACL. Like, just pass just, it to the Italians, right? Exactly. <laughs> Good reference, um, but yeah, just the world's a big scary place.
2: It is, man, and I think zooming out is really important. It mm-hmm. keeps clarity in times of, um, like you said, stress. Yeah. So when we have these moments, it's really just. Zoom out, put a new set of lenses on, and look at it from a little different angle. And you have, you'll you find that you'll gain a lot of value from that.
0: Yeah. Toss a new set of dentures in, more oh like Oh, my it. gosh. Uh, <laughs> so you get to Effingham after being this, this well-traveled boy. Did you immediately, like... I know you're you you've been friends with Avery forever, and yeah. he is obviously just like a little ball of acceptance and light. Uh, did you have a rough time at first, like just like breaking into friend groups? Because so I was in first grade. Yeah, yeah. Um,
2: honestly, not really. I remember. I actually am still uh, in contact with like the first friend I ever made in America. Wow. Yeah, his name's Layton Lark. Uh, he he grew Shout up out. with Avery and I. Shout out to Layton Lark. Um, he grew up with Avery and I. And yeah, man, I, I think honestly, when you're, th- when you're that young, people are like, kids are like pretty, pretty nice. Like they'll, they don't really see that type of stuff. Cause it's, it's usually taught like they're like taught to like, Oh, like this boy is different than me. Right. right? Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like when we were in first grade, it was just kind of seamless. And then I was outgoing enough and sports so people were like oh let's come over to our house and we'll play basketball and i was like all right let's do it so yeah um throughout through honestly my time at effingham was pretty good and i actually have like a lot of respect for that community um just because i feel like they really supported me yeah uh and and, and you know it was probably not like that for every single kid that grew up in that town that was a little different or looked a little different So I I am thankful for that. I feel like I had really good people around me, really good mentors around me, and friends. So, I mean, Avery and I are still boys. Yeah,
0: when did you meet?
2: So we actually met in, like, uh, summer of second grade, we played base, summer baseball together, and mm-hmm. then we were in the same third grade class. Oh, wow. Yeah. So he was Because he joined in third until. grade. Yeah, so yeah. he joined in third grade. So his first class, I was in his first cr- uh, class. Wow, right now, and he really? Was, he was the weird kid. Of course. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you mean to tell me he was the He weird. was different one.
0: Did he go by Will back then? No, I think he Will, went by Avery. Already? I wow. think he went by
2: Avery. I'm oh. almost positive that he was just Avery, and he oh. was just kind of like... Shy and homeschool kid, yeah, just kind of bald
0: little freak. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was definitely going bald in third grade. Yeah, that's funny. Uh, yeah, he, 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 you, you two have very similar like friendship trajectory that me and my friend Nick have. I'd love for you to meet my friend Nick at some point. He's my best friend. He he lives in D.C. now, uh, Washington uh, D.C. and um, he. He and I have been friends since second grade. Uh, we we met in second grade when I transferred to Nixa from my private Christian school that I was going to, and uh, his family or he. So he's Filipino, and they were the only Filipinos in Nixa. But there's like a pretty not a large, but, like, a decent Filipino community in our area. So they would have these parties all the time. Oh,
1: man,
2: Filipino and
0: people party. Th- they love they party. Loved, go hard with yeah. a whole pig. <laughs> oh, yeah, literally. <laughs> and that's – I was, like – that was a good first splash of, like, uh, seeing – the the celebratory like nature of a different culture if that makes sense yeah like, that's really cool because you never think about that whenever you think of like when you watch like a documentary about like and now here's a documentary about South Korea South Koreans work very hard they go to this place they develop these things but you never see them like kicking back and like taking shots and doing oh, stuff yeah, like South that Korea. so.
2: My Korean friends I had in dental school loved to party. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they the, absolutely get after it.
0: Yeah. So, like, yeah, that worldwide perspective is, like, such a valuable thing in a small town. You know what I mean? And it's cool when a small town embraces it and doesn't, like, make you feel weird or, like, we don't want that shit here. You right, know? Right. Because most small towns, I feel like, get a really bad rap for that type of stuff. It's like, oh, automatically, no, it's going to be bad. But... Turns out there's are a handful of cool people in every town. You just kind of yeah. bump I into think, them.
2: I would think like the strangest thing about growing up in a town that was 99 percent white and Catholic was like every once in a while I'd have like someone invite me to so I'm, I grew up Hindu. I, mean, I would still still say I'm Hindu. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would have like some random person in my class like invite me to church oh, yeah. every like, <laughs> once in a while,
0: uh-huh,
2: and like, you're going to hell because You don't believe what we believe, mm-hmm. and I'm like, okay, this is a little, this is a lot. This, Come on. this, too this is too much, ridiculous. yeah,
0: yeah. There's not enough arms on that god up there, yeah. Am I did I get that one right? Sure, okay, you, you <laughs> incredibly offensive. No, that's funny, yeah, yeah. Uh, they, well, I took a religious studies class and I learned a little bit about Hinduism, yeah.
2: Uh, some of the uh, deities have like multiple arms for mm-hmm.
0: sure, yeah, because there are multiple like deities and things yeah, like it's that. Polytheistic right? religion. Okay, mm-hmm. cool, 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 yeah. I wish. I wish we had something cool like that. We just got <laughs> Like the Greek gods. We just got a fucking carpenter. Uh, <laughs> love you, my Jesus. Favorite,
2: my favorite thing is, like, the white depiction of Jesus when I'm, like, growing up in a town like that. And I'm mm-hmm. like, Jesus looked more like me than any of you guys. Come yep. on.
0: I'm pretty sure Jesus was, like, I some comic at a show the other night was talking about Jesus was probably black. Like, looked more black than anything else. Because that part... Of, like, the Middle East yeah, is man. so close to Africa. It's, like, and, and so far back in he time was, before. He definitely
2: had, he was definitely either brown or black.
0: Yeah. Probably,
2: yeah, one of the two. Well, sure. that's your definitely opinion. Not, definitely not blonde hair, blue eyes. Well, that's your opinion. That is my opinion. <laughs>
0: Partha, we're going to take a break here. Um, I'm going to have to talk to you a little bit about this. <laughs> <laughs> we come back on, it's a completely different voice. <laughs> Yes, I am Parth and I love Christ, <laughs> white Christ. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, oh boy. So let's let's fast forward a little bit into like the puberty years, like the years where it's like, oh, maybe guys and girls intermingle a little bit. You know what I mean? I'll talk about your dick a little bit here. No, I don't want to do that. Um, <laughs> but I do want to talk about that era. So. When you're developing like out of like, all right, we're all little kids having fun playing sports and stuff and start to get a little testosterone, start to get a little bit of maturity thrown in. Was this around the time? Because a lot of people, this is around the time that like your ideas for the future, like where you want to go to school, like what do you think you want to do with your life started to sort of circle around? Hmm.
2: Yeah. So I, I guess so. Yeah. I, um, my, my parents were like always like, Hey, you should consider a career in the medical field. Um, just cause that's kind of a thing. Like it's pretty, I would say most Asian families, it's pretty common for your parents to kind of like push you into a, a like a, 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 job that has like some prestige and like education. Uh, education is just really valued in my culture. Right. So my parents naturally were like, Hey, like we want you to like have that educational lean on, but my parents were really, really cool. And honestly probably would have let me do whatever I wanted. As long as it wasn't like a basket weaving course. (laughs) Um, What's wrong with that? Right. Yeah. I mean, you know. I
0: I tied a thousand baskets that are behind me.
2: I'm like, oh, there's nothing. Um, They were honestly really cool parents. And as far as like, I mean, they they were, they didn't really pressure me on a lot of those things. And they weren't like, hey, you have to like marry an Indian girl or like date an Indian girl. Or um, like they just let me be a kid, which I, I have a really close relationship with my parents, um, Mm -hmm. especially being an only child. But, um, yeah, man, I, I was like, why don't I uh, consider dentistry? Because people, um, there's actually, like, the wealthiest dentist in America. He, gr- he uh, grew up near Effingham. He um, had a headquarter in Effingham. He owns, like, 1,500 dental offices and, like, grew up, like, driving by his house every day had a Bugatti like actually you know what's really crazy this guy his name's Rick Workman he just and he works man Rick Workman does I mean he just owns 1500 down but he actually just last Tuesday flew into Fresno to meet my boss he wanted to meet my boss yeah and in a in his new private jet he just bought he just bought a 30 million dollar private jet Uh his second private jet you gotta uh yeah did you talk to him I I didn't I didn't see him this time, but yeah. he was like he knows who I am and he mm-hmm. was and he knows that I work for my boss and he was like, Yeah man, um like that's really cool that this this kid works for you and my boss was like yeah we went on his jet and still had the new jet smell <laughs> <laughs>
0: isn't that so relatable yeah you know oh it's got that new jet jet smell i love don't you just love that smell like it it just really brightens my afternoon yeah
2: so it was just (sighs) kind of cool it was like such a full circle moment of like wow like this guy that i I, and i've met him several times and um and just kind of cool that like this guy that like was from your town the most kind of successful and if you view success as Money. I mean, I personally really don't, but this guy is considered like one of the most influential people Mm -hmm. in in our industry. He just came and flew in to meet my boss. I just thought it was a really cool full full circle moment. And I'm like, wow, like I know I'm at the right office because this guy that the guy that I work for is so cool and just a great guy. And it was just neat.
0: I think it's really important for people who are interested in a pursuit to be able to see somebody who... Is extremely financially successful in that path, and also, uh, you know, just sort of out in the world, in the community, like that you can like visible, like right. visibility, exactly. and seeing that oh, this is a very this could be potentially very lucrative. Because I say that because uh, last week's guest Daniel uh, is a chef, and he talks about how he got into cooking from like, you know, he had a passion for cooking with his mom and stuff, blah blah blah. But when he started to conceptualize cooking as a career by watching Gordon Ramsay and seeing like watching YouTube videos, copying his recipes, things like that. And I asked him, I was like, and I knew his answer before he was going to say it because it, it's like obvious, but I was like, do you think Gordon Ramsay is the greatest chef in the world? And he goes, no, he's definitely not the best. She- like he's not like ta- from a talented, like cook the food, put it on a plate and serve it standpoint. He's not the best in the world. I don't think, but he's the most recognizable. And he's really, really, really fucking good. He's probably in that conversation of the best in the world. But he's just like, kind of like what you were saying with the celebrity dentist. He's like the celebrity chef of the moment, right? And also, while that's like, well, money isn't everything, and career success, whatever it is, isn't everything. You need those people, I think, for kids to look up to and go, "I want to aspire to that." It's really cool, it's, yeah. and
2: especially in that community. It's it's really cool to have had. That type of person. And I and I definitely didn't go into dentistry just for money or anything. But. Um, right. You know, I, I think that it's really important to know your why. Because I was in high school and I remember someone, I wanted to go to med school. I was like a junior in high school and someone asked me, someone who I cared about and he was a mentor of mine. He was like, hey, why do you want to go to med school? Why do you want to be a doctor? And. I thought about it for a little bit, and I was like, I didn't have a good answer, man. I didn't have an answer that satisfied me, and it drove me nuts. Yeah. I didn't know my yeah. why. So yeah. I took a step back, and I was like, all right, um, why don't you reconsider doing doing something that I knew I liked healthcare, and I knew I liked, I liked science, but I was like, that that won't like like medicine, sure, but... I looked at into dentistry a little bit and I, I I also really liked the idea of being my own boss and having that control and um, then I started exploring dentistry and I was like, okay, this is cool it like kind of combines a lot of different passions of mine. I was like always as a kid I was really really interested in like the stock market and like bu- and just business in general. I would like read about like all these influential business people like Mark Cuban and, and you know, I I just, I always really was interested in that. And then I was also really interested in healthcare. And I also really like people. So I was like, wow, dentistry is a combination of like people, healthcare, science, and business. You can be your own boss. So I was like, that's what I want to do. And I shadowed a dentist in town and I was like, yeah, this is like pretty cool. Um, You don't really know what you're getting yourself into until you get to dental school because you're like, oh, like there's so much that goes on behind the scenes that you have no idea about. But, it's been a really rewarding profession so far. I mean, I'm a new dentist. I'm four months in right. I graduated and I graduated this year in June, um, started working in July and
0: yeah, which, well, and, in talking back to your, the just, um, sort of your, what you were saying with like the importance of experience and things like that. And like money's not like, like you didn't get into this to make a bunch of money. Avery was telling me about how basically a lot of people that you went to school with all just took jobs at like dental, like regular, like, like dentist offices, whatever the fuck went and started whatever. And your path of like going and basically being like an apprentice with this like dentist out here, is not the most lucrative financial thing that you could possibly be doing right now, fresh out of dental school. Um, so it's almost like in comedy, like open micing, like or, or just like going out every night just for the experience of it. Like and, and just like knowing. All right. I'm just going to keep Going and watching and learning and it's watching and learning grind. and grinding and yeah and like school isn't over just because I got my degree. Yes, absolutely. Yeah,
2: you have to be really hungry to learn, and I think it's also really important to accept, kind of accept the grind, okay. And just eat, and you know, mm. you just you like you guys do it all the time. I see you and Avery always grinding out these mics and perfecting your craft, and that's what it's all about, right? It's about just kind of like putting all like something I have had to. I just absolutely had to do from day one is just put the ego aside. Just because you're a doctor now, dude, doesn't mean anything like this is where it all begins. Like this is where the learning begins. And I think it's really important to acquire um, the idea. There's an idea that's it's like specific knowledge. Like you need to acquire specific knowledge that only you can do Mm -hmm. that gives you like, there's only one chance Nichols like chance Nichols has content that nobody else can create. He has jokes that nobody else can tell you. Your story has brought you, your life's path has brought you these you know, these stories you can tell, right? Right. And so you have this specific knowledge, this specific content that only you can create. And it's kind of like the same way for me. It's like I have a specific knowledge of, of dentistry that's marketable, right? And going further in, I ha- I'm doing a lot of surgery and sedation, which is m- more of a niche. It's more marketable. So that's, I think, the key is you have to find that specific knowledge that is unique to you and then go from there. And that's where, like, you, ha- like, you do these things and money just happens. And, in my, in my <laughs> right. profession, like, I, fame is not really a byproduct. In yours, it absolutely is. Yeah, Fame and money, both. In yours, mine is, is very lucrative. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm a, <laughs> right now I, I tell myself, you are acquiring seven-figure specific knowledge so just eat that up yeah, yeah and i mean i still i, I mean yeah apprenticeship is very important and i think any profession i think if you can learn from people that have already made these mistakes why not do it like i get to learn from some of the best surgeons in the world some of the best dentists in the world and it's like wow dude i'm a kid i'm a kid in a candy store every single day
0: it's God damn. yeah that the uh, student mentality, always, always looking to keep learning, keep growing. Are you an anime person by chance?
2: Not an anime person. Okay. Um, I do. I don't know. Some. People oh, I remember.
0: It. I was watching anime the other night, and you made fun of me pretty hard. About I it. did.
2: <laughs> I um. I have a. Some. I think this is a debate. I actually really want your opinion on this. I oh, really. Boy. I think the show Avatar: The Last Airbender is incredible. Yeah. I don't really consider it anime. I don't know if people do. Do you consider it anime?
0: I don't because it's not Japanese. Right? It's like not from Japan. I think it's from. I think people call it like an American anime. Like it's like America trying to do an anime. But have you seen the show? I watched up until when when uh, Zuko started shooting Blue Lightning. And shit. And then, like, his sister okay, had, like, yeah. some lightning his stuff, too. His sister
2: is a pretty I
0: kind of stopped watching it around character. that time. I, n- I never finished the series. I remember the last, like, big thing I remember them doing is they made it to, like, the Water Nation, like, okay. super, like, base. And So did you—was
2: this, this in adulthood or when you were a kid? No, when I was a kid. Okay, so I watched it when I was a kid and I thought it was sweet, but then I watched it again in adulthood, like, during dental school. Mm-hmm. Dude, it's an amazing show. That's what I've
0: heard. I need to rewatch the, it.
2: The the character arcs, the dialogue, and um, honestly, it's just it's a very entertaining show. Yeah, I highly recommend it. Yeah. I I don't watch a lot. I kind of I'm actually like pretty like kind of I don't know if I want to say a snob. I don't think I'm a snob, but I'm very selective on the media I kind of take in. I only want to watch like the best shows of everything. Sure. Um, because I. I'm just like, dude. There's so much shit out there. Like, if I'm gonna watch something, I want it to be like one of the best. Like, I love Christopher Nolan's films. Mm-hmm. I think he's one of the best. Um, wow.
0: Okay. How you, did you like Tenant? Uh, Tenant, man. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right.
2: That's. I honestly, I think the concept is really interesting, but now I didn't really love the movie. I think he's yeah. done much. I think he tried a little too hard there.
0: Yeah, I agree. That one, I saw. it, To be fair, I, I was saw also it. really high when I watched. Oh, good for you. I saw it at a drive-in movie theater with terrible sound. Oh, that tough. And the sound was already kind of bad in that movie, like right. the sound mix, you couldn't really understand a lot of the dialogue and like whatever. Um so that's just made it even more confusing. Uh, I only asked the anime question by the way because there's like it's like a big a big uh, trope in anime is like the main character is like a forever student. Like oh, really? somebody who's just like like Goku in Dragon Ball Z is like you know he's the best fighter in the universe but he's always trying to learn more he's always trying to grow more he's always he he always wants to practice again he wants to try again and keep going and going and going i
2: mean the best people in life are forever students just think mm-hmm. i mean elon musk you've got like the most influential people in our world they don't they're not driven by anything besides just their own curiosity and i think that's like something that's so fascinating like you've got warren buffett getting out of bed still to to make important decisions for his company and you got guys like bill gates that are still like trying to do influential things and but he's doing things purely based on pursuit of, of curiosity and Elon yeah. musk all curiosity <laughs> just like he's trying to be the best at anything he touches his and, and or if he doesn't if he doesn't think he can be the best he will outsource that and be like okay he'll hire the best yeah like I've, i i think that's so interesting about elon musk and he's just like so tenacious at like his pursuit of curiosity, like if he finds something curious, he just goes all in, and then he just like starts the boring company and makes flamethrowers. Right? It's like what? Like who is this guy?
0: Yeah, that 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 guy is a alien. He is very unique, and thank God he's on our side. So right? Like thank God these billionaires all are cool and content with just like kind of firing rockets up into space and driving cool cars and not like world domination. You know, we don't have like a Bond villain billionaire yet. Yet. So I have a que- I have a question. Oh.
2: Maybe uh, do we totally have? the Bond villain. We've got the Chinese president. Oh, there you go, a, President Xi or whatever. His yeah, name dude, he's yeah. kind of like the villain of the of the world. Yeah, I'm not a big Don't you fan think of. So? Uh,
0: yeah, I'm not a big fan of uh, Chinese politics. <laughs>
2: dude, it's crazy. It's yeah. just control of masses, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. n- not saying that we aren't controlled in ways in America. I think we all know that we are.
0: Right, but at least we can tell the president to go fuck himself. Yeah, we can do that and <laughs> Without not getting disappear. shot in the back. Yeah. I
2: mean, like, the, the guy that follow, uh, founded Alibaba, Jack Ma, just, like, disappeared for a while. hmm Like, just nobody was nobody had heard from him. He just disappeared for a while because he, he was outspoken against the Chinese government. And yep. they were just like, all right, man. Bye. Gonna, yep. It's like, when you pause the podcast, beat me up, and then mm-hmm. that's what they do.
0: When I screamed white Jesus in your face and waterboarded you. <laughs> you're talking about that? Is that the pause you're talking about? The pause. <laughs> did you just say you had a question?
2: Did I have a question? You said um, I'm going
0: to ask you a question and then okay. start talking about. Do
2: you think that um, there is like a conspiracy? This is like a conspiracy thing about the wealthiest, most influential people on earth. Pretty much have said, all right, like climate change, like we're gonna get ravaged by it. Um I've heard that like some of the wealthiest people on earth are buying massive pieces of property in New Zealand. And they're like, New Zealand is kinda like it's an island out in the middle of nowhere, right? It's like mm-hmm. completely self sufficient. There's actually more sheep than people. And they're sounds like,
0: like America in the in the liberal states. <laughs> sounds like California. Please continue. <laughs> <Your question. laughs>
2: but have you heard anything about like just these, just like this idea of like, okay, I don't know. Have you ever seen that thing where it's like the uh, Denver Airport conspiracy? Yeah, yeah. It's like the New World Order conspiracy, basically. It's what I'm saying.
0: You're saying that? Do I believe that billionaires are buying up like swaths of land to like build their own society in New Zealand once everything goes tits up? Basically, I. New Zealand's like the size of a football field, isn't it? Like wouldn't no, it's p- wouldn't people mass. notice? New Zealand is so massive. It's like a little boy. It's like a little boy. Like the size like my yard in New Zealand. Is in my head that's what I'm picturing. I'm imagining you can see from one side of the island to the other. Are you being serious? Yeah, I'm dumb. New know? Zealand is... Okay. I know. New Zealand's where they fu- fucking uh, film like Lord of the Rings right, and exactly. shit, right? Like, so it's like a Im-
2: sprawling land that's like so biodiverse and like...
0: You know what? I can't imagine like a Elon Musk or like a Richard Branson buying Mountain Doom and just like sitting at the top of it. <laughs> that's with, where... With like a chainsaw assault rifle are. just shooting at all the peasants trying to get to his gold. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I think there are some certain... Certainly some... Uh, some protections and some... Um, some tactics that the that the Uber rich are probably keeping on the back burner just in case things do go crazy. Like I remember whenever COVID was starting and like the oh, lockdowns dude, were the starting. The world was ending. I was like looking at my phone one night, having a panic attack, scrolling through Twitter when it was like the night before all the stay at home orders became official. Like we all heard heard rumors and murmurs about this idea of like a shelter in place thing. And I'm just reading like all these tweets where it's like, Alright, well all the wealthy people are flying off to like their private compounds and bunkers right now. That's probably not a good sign. I remember sitting there freaking out, Googling. I literally Googled, Is everything going to be okay? <laughs> I was so scared and lost.
2: Dude, everyone was so
0: scared. That was a yeah. scary time, man. It was For bad. Every single person,
2: I think Um, everyone had a really tough time at some point during the pandemic. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Just personally or, I mean...
0: Physically. Physically. For for a few people. Yeah. Got weird. But, um, yeah, man. I don't know. Back to Parth. So, wrapping (laughs) up, uh, we're we're pretty much done with, like, the high school-y portion. Um, but, like, socially, the stories that I've heard about Effingham, uh... It's a miracle your teachers didn't all like walk out one day and commit seppuku in the parking lot. From what Avery uh, has said, he said that you, your class specifically. Are you in the same class? Yep, we're in the same. Okay, class. yeah, yeah. Uh, he said that your class specifically was like one of the worst in the history of Dude, the school. Dude, we were just so bad at everything. Yeah, we were just bad at
2: sports. Um, we we were all ugly and boring. Uh huh. Um, yeah, man, that is kind of funny. That's funny that Avery said that because it's so true. Our no. class, like the class below us, was like crazy athletic. Class above us was crazy attractive and athletic. Mm-hmm. My class, I think, had some. I mean, we got like some people that are doing pretty well, which is awesome.
0: Seems like you but guys had a lot of characters.
2: We did
0: for sure. Like a lot of goofs. Did you? Were you? Were you? Uh, I, I love the sleepover question. Were you? Were you like a big sleepover guy? Like a big everybody come over to my house, or we yes. all go over to this person's house, yeah, like type it, type dude.
2: Yeah, we would we would do that about every weekend, man. Like we would just have I there was like um, there was one kid and he actually went to a different high school than me in Effingham. His house was like the house that everyone his parents were divorced. Basically, it was like a fraternity house.
0: Oh, amazing! We would just like
2: yeah. we would just like go there at any single day of the week, and like we weren't necessarily partying. But it was just always, like, 10 guys hanging out yep. at that house, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it was not, like, that crazy, but, like, it was just, that's where everyone went and hung out. It was a lot of fun. I remember we had, like, crazy memories there. Yeah, good yeah. fun fun times there.
0: See, now that's fun. That I love. That yeah. uh, was... That's,
2: like, the small town thing, I think, too. Oh, yeah, it's like, You don't have any... Avery and I always joke about this. We're like, dude, the people that grew up in L.A. are, like somewhere cool like even fresno i talked to my so fresno is like a is interesting in california because everyone else in california laughs at fresno and they're like it's the armpit of california but Uh like for me it's like okay i grew up in a town that did not have mountains in the backyard right like i have yosemite national park sequoia and king's canyon national park literally an hour away from my front door and then if i want if i'm bored of the mountains i drive two hours the other way go to the coast if mm-hmm. I'm bored of the bored of going to the coast, I drive two hours north or three hours south and go to L.A. or San Fran. Yeah, it's just like a cra- and like I mean, there's it's just crazy. I'll drive to the coast. I'll drive through farms, a desert, a, a winery, and like a vineyard. And then I'll drive through some mountains, and then I will hit the ocean. I'm like, what is this two-and-a-half-hour drive? Yeah. It's just so bizarre. Like, we did not – Avery and I always talk about the weather. We always joke about how good the weather is here. Mm-hmm. Like, huh, the yeah. weather here is really nice. and
0: Perfect weather never rains.
2: Yeah. It's beautiful. Fresno is a little hot in um, July and August. It's like mis- – when I moved to Fresno July 12th, it was literally 115 degrees, and I was like, what Jesus. did I just do? Uh-huh. Like – it's a – you ever heard the thing where it's like, it's a dry heat? Yeah. It doesn't yeah, matter no if humid. it's a dry heat at yeah. 115. It's miserable. Right.
0: That's pretty hot. Yeah. That's insane. Well, I was back in Chicago this past summer, and I wanted to kill myself with the humidity. Like – It's I don't, brutal. It, it is so oh. – just just stunningly terrible whenever you've been away from it for a minute because yeah. growing up in it, I you just used saying. to it. When I went, I went away for a bit and then get, went back to it and I was like, I am swimming in poison air.
2: It's really tough. Yeah, yeah. I actually, I, I mean, I've only been out in California for about four months and I went back to St. Louis a couple of weekends ago for a, a wedding and visit some friends and I felt like kind of, I was like... I was like, God, I hate myself. I'm like a California snob. I was like, the weather here is so humid and Mm -hmm. miserable, and Mm -hmm. I'm sweating walking 10 feet. And I was like, you forget what humidity feels like. Yeah,
0: you're weak. You become weak. It's terrible. I hate it out there. I know. I just don't like it. It's like the gross people, kind of like dirty, working class freaks, you know, mutants, I call them, honestly, like fucking, you know, blue collar folk, just shitheads. No, I'm serious. Like we all think it just like these like pill addicted, the opioid addiction. Like I feel bad for the opioids having to go into these fucking people's broken bodies. Um, We're going to post this everywhere. (laughs) Tom Parth is nodding his head in agreement. No, I love you people. I was raised by those freaks. Uh, I, I'm, I am one of those freaks. I'm not accepted out here. People ask me all the time, like, is Hollywood awesome? Like, is it all glitz and glamour like the movies? I'm like, I watched a man, O.D. and Adele Taco yeah, my man, first month being here, and he was Hell the manager. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know. uh, yeah, you really do see it all in LA. It's beautiful. Um, so like, you went to undergrad at Southern Illinois. Yeah, Southern okay.
2: Illinois University at Brazil. Yeah. It's, uh right outside of St. Louis. So, and that's where my dental my dental school was in a town called Alton, which I
0: oh I know Alton. You have been there? Yeah, yeah. It's well, it's, it's, it's not. Alton, Missouri, is it? No, Alton, Illinois. Okay, I think there is an Alton, Missouri. There is an Alton, Missouri. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I've been there.
2: Alton, Illinois is this, it's honestly, I loved, I loved Alton because it's this really cool um, river town, old, old industrial river town that is kind of like the the center of the universe in a way. Like it's, it's so weird, but there's like so many weird people that have come out of Alton, Illinois, like uh, the tallest man ever, like kind of put Alton on the map. Um, Robert Wadlow, he was like yeah. 8, 11.
0: With glasses, the, yeah, with the, the,
2: glasses. With the glasses. Yeah, the guy with the glasses. He's like really popular in pop culture because he was just a freak of nature. Um they call him Alton's Gentle Giant. He actually has a statue uh, on my dental school campus really? that I have some funny stories about that. I don't know <laughs> if we'll get into them or not in this podcast, but...
0: No, get into one right now.
2: Oh, I don't know, man.
0: You brought up the statue of the tallest man in the world at a dental school. You have to tell one story. <laughs> tell one story about it. Go. It
2: was kind of like uh, we would just any night we would just be like really drunk. We would just end up going on some sort of walk and of just course. we would make it to the... To the Alton Gentle Giant statue of Robert Wadlow, and just oh, no. like there was one time where we were like really just ah, uh, I don't know if I want to tell this. Okay,
0: damn, you didn't don't, don't incriminate yourself. Oh, exactly, you guys you were drunk crimen. and rowdy and walked by a we statue. We were just like, and- do we fight him? <laughs> <laughs> we're like, do we fight the the statue, He's the tallest man in the world? <laughs>
2: That's basically what happened, man. That's the story. We really? basically were like, do we form a mega person ourselves uh-huh. and try to fight the statue? Yeah. And it was just stupid. We were just having a fun, t- just drunken time. Yeah.
0: But and it, that's why the statue no longer stands. You no, ripped no, it This is a
2: mass. Head. I mean, it's actually like ridiculous how big of a human he was. I just could not imagine like walking down the street and seeing this nine foot like tall person. Is the statue
0: to scale? Like, yeah. Oh. It's boy. a nine
2: foot statue
0: i gotta make it i gotta make it to alton i gotta see this it's crazy that's uh that's like in peoria they've got a statue of richard pryor uh because richard Pryor's from peoria illinois and there's a statue of him like near their minor league baseball field all right who's richard pryor you're wait really who's richard pryor oh we're gonna have to take another one of those pauses God damn it No he's we'll do it on the microphone <laughs> You don't know who Richard Pryor. So you we've just taken a real pause uh, and Parth's gone to take a shit and um did a little bit of research into who Richard fucking Pryor is. Yeah man. So there's a good
2: toilet sesh of discovering who probably one of the most influential comedians of all time is. So. Yeah I would say <laughs> Yeah, yeah.
0: That's like me saying I don't know who uh, uh, Bill Braces is the guy who invented braces. You, oh yeah. Know, Bill braces, do you know yeah, Bill Braces. You know Bill Braces. Uh well anyway, well that the the uh, <laughs> <laughs> What so wait a minute. This dental school was is, is it just a dental school? Yep, but they have a statue school. of the tallest man of all time. It just
2: it just happens to be So okay, the dental school was purchased like the the dental school campus was a college like the, the buildings were a, an existing college, Hilarious. so when the dental school uh, purchased it, they like I think they I don't really know when the statue was put up, but yes, yeah, so there's the statue of um, of Robert Wadlow, and then downtown Alton has Miles Davis, probably the most influential jazz, one of the most influential jazz musicians of all time. Uh, yeah, has a statue downtown Alton, and then. There's this cool there's a really cool person named Elijah P. Lovejoy. He's considered the first casualty of the Civil War. Oh. He um he was a reverend, but he was also like just a wealthy like business guy. I think he owned a printing press. I I I don't want to like misquote his legacy because he was like really an incredible person, but he basically was like Illinois was a free state and Missouri is a slave state and Alton obviously is on the Mississippi River, which is like the dividing border of free and slave. Mm -hmm. So he was like super anti-slavery and um, was like pretty much persecuted for that. Like he was his like printing press was burned in the middle of the night and they murdered him in the middle of the night. Um, because he was so outspoken against slavery. Wow. Also, uh, Lincoln, Abraham Lincoln, and uh, Frederick Douglass had a debate in Alton, Illinois. That's okay. like kind of a famous thing about Alton. So, huh? Just a cool town, man.
0: Brad Pitt is from my hometown. Yeah, that's true.
2: He uh, Springfield is one of my classmates in dental school. Her, um, the Pitts grew up on her street.
0: Wait, really? Yeah. One of your friends in dental school is from Springfield? Yeah.
2: One of my friends is in dental school is from No Springfield.
0: shit. She's really? She's older.
2: She's probably like 38 or something. 35. What's her name? Um, Elizabeth Young.
0: Elizabeth Young. Huh. Yeah. Don't know her. That's I, cool. I, I wouldn't
2: think you would, but yeah, she grew up in Springfield and I think even probably went to Missouri State. Yeah. Uh, she went to dental school like much later in life. She didn't have like a traditional dental school route. Yeah. She had like a career and stuff before dental school.
0: Huh. Brad's got a brother named Doug. Doug. Who lives in Springfield. You know,
2: my, one of my dental school classmates, who's actually one of my best friends, his uh, his dad is a dentist. And his dad's uh, dental partner was roommates with Brad Pitt in college at Mizzou. Dude, Brad fucking Pitt. Get what out of here. What a cool g- <laughs> right? They said they used to bully him. They said really? they used to. Dude. I believe it. They said it. Brad Pitt. My buddy was telling me that his uh, dad's friend was like, Brad Pitt was a weirdo and like was filthy. They said he was filthy like Mm. they used to like i can see that pick on him because he was so gross and like would go like a week without showering and would they would put pizza boxes in his bed yeah what the fuck dude apparently brad pitt was gross huh
0: i I think he still is kill all white men anyway (laughs) (laughs) uh would you say like in your whole school experience because you've been through a lot of schooling and stuff Yeah, school. Did you have like a Mr. Feeney, like a teacher that, do you have, do you understand that reference? Did you watch Boy Meets World? Uh, Like a teacher that, uh, he nodded his head, yes, I'll continue to mansplain it. Just like a teacher that like was really inspiring, like you owe a lot to maybe something like that?
2: I would say I had a few. Um, In dental school, I had a teacher, a few teachers that I got along with really well just because I thought they looked at the world like outside of school. They were like, they were just, they were they were good at teaching how to be a dentist in the real world and how to, like, think for yourself. They forced you to think for yourself and, like, problem-solve, which is a lot of what dentistry is. Because there's – believe it or not, guys, when we're in your mouth, there's, like, pretty much something that we, like, we're not expecting happens about every time. And you just have to kind of figure it out, like, real quick. Of course. Just like life, right? Yeah. So you have to, like, think on the fly a lot and just get things to work and – um. I had a few teachers like that. And then in high school, I had a really, really influential teacher. His name was Craig Linvall, the late, great Craig Linvall. Um, I don't know if, is Avery ever brought him up? That guy so. was Maybe. a genius, man. He was a filmmaker actually. Okay. Uh, he was a filmmaker. He started a program at my high school that was like really, really famous. And he was like a teacher of the year, um, winner. And he, um, he had a, he started a film class, a, a film writing class. They did short films in that class. That's cool. And it was like, a several hour long class. Like you didn't just like, it wasn't like a high school class where you like show up for like 50 minutes and go home. He like really forced you to think outside the box. And then, um, I had him in a class where he actually, it was called creating entrepreneurial opportunities. Avery's brother is now like one of the directors of that program, um, back in Effingham. And, um, Craig Linval was like a really big mentor to Austin, Avery's brother, Austin. Mm -hmm. And then he was, he was, he was, I mean, I was just so lucky to like get to know him the way I did. I feel like it was just like awesome to have him as a mentor in high school. That's cool. He was a filmmaker for the Cincinnati Reds, an Emmy award winner, just a brilliant guy.
0: Wow, yeah. huh? That's fucking awesome. That's cool. To not everybody has that. Not everybody has like a teacher that was like great to them. Like right. the public school system just sometimes just fails great in that way. Like
2: everybody. That's the thing is. I remember his his funeral was so cool. It was. Um, He actually was diagnosed with stage four pancreatic uh, while I was in college. And I just remember thinking, holy shit, like, that's like what killed Steve Jobs. Like, this is going to be deadly, right? Yeah. He lived, he like fought through it for like about a year and a half or a little longer, maybe even, and um, passed away. Let's, when was it? It was like 20, maybe January 2020.
0: Wow. He got out right in time.
2: Right, <laughs> I, I want to say it was 2020 and not 2019. Yeah, that's the only thing that I remember. Oh, that's kind of shitty that I. Remember. Well, you know. But, but, you know, it was a yeah. long 2020 was a long year. Right, right. <laughs> it it was, felt like four years. Yeah, what so a what a, a fucking decade
0: that year was. Right, yeah. So
2: I don't know if I'm like mistaken on the timeline of that, but He's, yeah, he was an he amazing teacher could be. and taught me a There's shit ton about how to think and how to uh, view the world. Um, he just challenged me all the time. He was just like. You know, you have. He he was really good at like, like he's written a he written written a book, and it was just about life lessons. It was a life lesson book. Jesus, it was a cool book. Cool guy, just huh. a very cool guy. Yeah. Fit. Yeah. If anyone's interested in Craig Linvall, definitely uh, look him yeah. up on the internet. He's got a cool legacy. Yeah,
0: and you said you have a really close relationship with your parents. Um, yeah, what's your mom like? I feel like dude, like your dad is cool. this world traveled, like businessman, crazy dude. What's what's mom like? What's she up to?
2: So my mom was in academia for years. She taught at Eastern Illinois University, home of Jimmy Garoppolo, Tony Romo, mm-hmm. um, Chuck two, Payton,
0: two awesome quarterbacks.
2: Right. <laughs> a little, hey, Sean Payton Records, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, coach of the Saints. Um, so she went, she got a master's degree there and then taught there for like nine years. And then um, actually, she told me that she had Jimmy Garoppolo on her, like, on her, uh, one. He was in one of her classes. and uh-huh. She's like, he didn't come to a single class. Nope. Why would he? Yep. Jimmy Garoppolo. He's going yep. straight to the fucking, fucking league.
0: Yeah. Fucking um, Italian piece of shit.
2: <laughs> but yeah, so she's. Dude, my mom is one of the coolest ladies. She is just so likable and outgoing. She's like an absolute socialite. Like, she's just, she's retired now. She taught at Eastern for a while. She, when my parents, my parents now live in Cincinnati, Ohio. They moved there in 20, so a year after I graduated high school, in 2015, they moved to Cincinnati. Thank God. Yeah. Just such a better lifestyle upgrade for them. Of course. live in a town that has an Indian restaurant. Right, yeah. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Seriously, like, I mean, they live in in a town called Westchester, Ohio, and they absolutely love it. It's a great place to live. Um, It's suburbia, but it's, like, a nice
1: suburbia.
0: Right, and it's close to something where, like, a band might actually come. Right, like, Like,
2: we've, yeah, exactly. Um, My mom is just this, like, really outgoing, really loving, amazing lady. She is cool as shit. We actually have, like, a really brother-sister relationship. Like, she'll call me, and I, I actually was talking to her on the phone the other day, and I was like, yeah, dude, like, thank you, like, blah, blah, blah. And my buddy was like, hey, did you just call your mom dude? That Mm -hmm. was your mom? I'm like, yeah, I don't know. We're just really close. Like, we're just close like that. We just call each other dude. Yeah. um,
0: I feel like that's a thing that a lot of, like, kids of immigrants or, like, people, like, first generation, like, American citizens and stuff. Have that, like, really closeness with their parents in a way that, like, us, like, white American folks, like grow up, fuck, say, I'll oh, fuck you mom and dad. I don't fucking
2: care about you. You're a piece of shit. I think, blah, it's, blah, 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 I think it's because my parents have sacrificed so much to give me what I have mm-hmm. that you just have to respect them for it, dude. Big time. You just, you, you like saw the things that they went through so you could have a better life. And you're like, yep, I'm not going to be a shithead to you. Mm-hmm. Um, Thank you, mom and dad. I remember, dude, my dental school graduation was just, like, such a cool moment. It was, like, one of my favorite days ever, and it will go down as one of my favorite days ever because I think it was, like, the first time in my life that my parents were just, like... Like, there was not a more proud... Uh, I mean, there's some other... I, mean, I just felt like they were just so proud yeah. of, wow, their kid, like... He, did he in their eyes, made it, quote, unquote.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and I feel like that was just a really special day for our whole family because... You know, I was, I'm the first doctor in our family, like immediate family. We, my mom has like a couple of uncles that are doctors, but yeah. it was just, it's just cool um, to like kind of, you know, make you make, the feeling of making your parents proud of you is, is cool. Yeah. Um,
0: That sounds nice.
2: You're, you're, you're doing it too, buddy.
0: Oh That's boy. Nonsense. We don't have Come to get on. into that. My mom's <laughs> proud of me. My dad, I don't know where he fucking, uh, little boy. Anyway, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, dentists aren't really doctors though. You're not really a doctor.
2: So I'm that's <laughs> that's that's like the hilarious like I right, love I love I know that's I love misconception. That. Yeah. No, I dude, I think that's so funny because uh it's like the well, if there was like a medical emergency, you wouldn't be the one like is there a doctor right. on board? You wouldn't be the one to run over. This happened to me this summer. Oh, really? I was at uh Zion National Park. It was about 110 degrees outside. And I think these parents were just being bad parents because both of their fucking kids went down in, like, the cafe of dehydration. And I'm like, okay, the first one goes down. Yeah, maybe your kid's dehydrated. The second one goes down. Maybe you should have fucking given your kids some water. Mm-hmm. But I'm, like, looking around. There's, like, nobody, like, helping this, like, these two kids that went down in this cafe. And I'm like, god damn it. I guess I'll...
1: Mm-hmm. God,
2: is there, there's not even a nurse. There's right, not even a yeah. nurse around. Come on. <laughs> so I walk over, and I'm like, all right, what are... Like, I just, you know, I was just like checking their pulse real quick and making sure they're alive and then i was like can we get them some like power so i ran over grabbed them from some power aid and i propped mm-hmm. them up and i there's this thing called like it's basically where you take their feet and you put them lift them up and try to get like blood
0: going to oh head. i know about that i did jujitsu so like whenever we would like get choked unconscious right. or whatever or get knocked out like in a, like, a sparring session you'd like let, float like like flap their arms much. like lift their legs up yeah
2: and because i was like I basically like quizzed the parents real quick. I was like, are they like, because uh, I kind of know this sim- well, if you go to a national park in the summer, there's like posters all over that say like, here are the symptoms of heat exhaustion. Yeah. So I was like buzzing them. I'm like, are these, like, are they like having any of these symptoms? And they're like, yes, yes, yes. And I'm like, well, they're fucking just dehydrated. Like give them some power aid and let them just chill out in the air conditioning for a little bit. But yeah. like, why do I have to be the one to do this? I'm a dentist. Right. Fuck.
0: But did you get like, do dentists get like basic medical training yeah, of we like get, that kind?
2: Yeah. We get like cardiac life support. I'm actually about to. Since I'm like a, like learning to be a sedation dentist, I mm-hmm. am getting like advanced cardiac life support. Oh, right, we do, that we makes do like sense. Quite a bit of because the gas
0: can fuck with somebody's like. Well,
2: we don't use gas. We use like intravenous. We. Oh yeah, you're saying like the we, IV drip, right? So yeah. we, uh, IV conscious, moderate IV sedation is like very safe. Um, but yeah, you definitely have to make sure you know what you're doing, and you have to. Be, you have to be well trained and you do you do get uh training on advanced cardiac life support and oh yeah. The, like medical emergencies are like a huge part of like any time a patient is in under your care, you have to know what to do when like their blood pressure is a certain level or like yeah. their pulse or their um you know, blood sugar. I had a patient one time that had their blood sugar up to like 400 and I'm like, all right, you should probably, like, we should probably call the, we should probably call the ambulance. Yeah. I was in dental school. It was a quiz. I hate to say it, but it was actually a really good learning experience. Yeah.
0: <laughs> or you can nick someone with one of the fucking hooks and bust an artery and they're yeah, going to bleed you, out through their mouth. That shit can happen. Yeah. Can happen. Yeah.
2: So you just have, yeah, we do get training. Um, It's just funny to, you know, the whole, uh, the Hangover. The, you're not a doctor, right? Yeah,
0: you're not a real Pull your own, a you're a pull your own tooth out. Yeah, you're there, a dentist. There were uh, wild hogs. You remember the movie wild hogs with Tim I don't Allen? I've seen that one. Okay, I watched. Oh wait, the wild the, hogs. Yeah, yeah. They're on the I, motorcycles. Yes, the and motorcycle Tim Allen's movie. a dentist, yep. and and he's like, you know, I I don't know if I can get away for that long for this trip. I'm a doctor. Like you're a dentist, and it's like. I that that's always been so funny to it's me because so, my mom so worked in dentist offices as oh, the, really? she was a receptionist at a dentist office and um which brings me to my last point here the dentist office where she worked was ran by a sadist uh, he oh, was wow. a terrible human being uh, terrible. He, he, so he was like this immigrant from China and his dad had also immigrated over from China but he had stayed in China or something. He damn near held me by, like, the throat wow. while he was operating. I was, like, nine maybe Dude, or something. And awesome. he was, I was, I like, starting that. to cry. And he was screaming at his dental tech, like, like control him. Control him! Oh no! What is wrong? Ah, and he like throws tools so down. Terrible. So that is what gave me yeah this dude. bad Fuck taste yeah, for dentists, that sucks, man. And I know a lot of people have not that experience, but a lot of people lot like of people from had
2: some
0: yeah bad bad real experiences. Movies and TV kind of like you know like the evil dentist, the right. little shop of horrors shit. Um, what would you say like in support of good dentistry? Good like. You know, just just the idea of like trying to put out into the world, hey, we're, we're cool, we're not, nice we're, people.
2: Yeah, we're not all that bad. Um, yeah. I think really it's just like I try to make it as uh, com- I try to make it a comfortable experience, but I just try to like make it a more human experience because mm-hmm. I'm like, hey, like I know you don't really want to be here. And I just I'm I, I just try to like make them comf- make the patient comfortable and treat them like a person.
0: Yeah. Just I think that's what's some the good most conversation
2: thing. and hey, like we're going to get through this real quick and make it comfortable for you. Yeah. And it's just about creating a perception and an experience that doesn't suck.
0: Right. I had a cool but. young dentist for as my last dentist in Missouri before I moved to Chicago. And I, it, he made me want to go back. Yeah. You know, like I, I never had a dentist that made me go like, I want to go talk to that guy again. Like, and let him t- touch my teeth. I like, just try he, to be a, a real person, good. dude. Yeah. Just yeah. Try to be
2: as real as you can. And like, I just, we, I, I try to like talk about some stuff that, Is interesting before I stick my hands in
1: your mouth. Right. (laughs) Yeah,
0: absolutely. Um, So every single time I brush my teeth every morning, uh, my gums bleed profusely. It's like a murder scene happened in the bowl of my sink. What can I do?
2: That's real? That's happening to you? Yeah,
0: not every morning, but it it happens from time to time. I think sometimes I brush a little too hard. That might be it. So
2: don't brush so hard. Uh That's one thing. Uh Uh-huh. Um, definitely floss your teeth.
0: Yeah, I got, I got the little floss sticks. Yeah, that's good. Yeah.
2: Um, so you're probably just brushing too hard, man. Yeah, I think You don't eat concrete. Is. No, well. Like, you're not well, getting that's... concrete on your teeth. You don't know about that. Oh, <laughs> you, you don't know what I eat, first <laughs> off. <laughs> uh,
0: this is me asking the worst possible scenario. like, so I have an enormous chunk missing out of oh. one of my molars. Is that a problem? <laughs> uh, all right, well. Hashtag
2: teeth. I love to always just make... <laughs> Hashtag teeth is like, I'll like post something on Instagram and it's just like <laughs> something related to dentistry and just hashtag teeth. Hashtag teeth.
0: That's the title of the episode. Uh, well, we're approaching the end here. Uh, how I end every episode is I ask the guest this one final question to sort of wrap things up, put a nice bow on it. Uh, in your journey as a human being, as a child of the world, as a son of Africa. <laughs> <laughs> As a as a doctor, as a tennis player, all these things. If you could go back in time to... Because it certainly hasn't all been rainbows. No, life's hard. Life's um, hard for everyone. If you could go back in time to a version of Parth when he was at his most lost, his most confused, his most scared. It could have been 10 years ago, it could have been 2 weeks ago. You don't have to specify the time. Right. But if you could open up a wormhole in space and time... And I always say it's like you're walking up a mountain with your map and it just got blown out of your hands, and now you're lost. If you can open up a wormhole in space and time and look through it and yell one piece of concise advice to yourself before the portal closes, what would that one piece of concise advice be?
2: Um I think I would say just keep treating people well. It's all about it's it's really just about the people. Like Yeah. I think when you come down to it, it doesn't matter if you're in dentistry or if you're in comedy or whatever you're in, we're all just trying our best and give, give people the benefit of the doubt and just try your best to, to like be a good person. Just try to be decent. Yep. I think it's like, yeah, if if you do that, I think you'll be pretty successful in anything you do is just try to be good to the people.
0: And that's good life advice. We'll ask one last question, actually, since I've got a real doctor on for the first time ever, and I doubt I'll ever have another one on. <laughs> what is like the most just no bullshit basic thing that anyone can do to improve their overall quality of dental health? Like, is it, is it truly as simple as brush and floss? That's awesome. Or uh, That's yeah. a
2: good question. Honestly, man, I would um, limit your sugar intake just overall, like... Dude, if you want to have a soda every once in a while, go for it. I'm not gonna be the cops. Like, I'm not the cops. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, do it. Go for it. But just try to brush twice a day, floss once. Honestly, dude, if you if you floss like once every two to three days, I'll be thrilled. I wish I wish more of my patients did that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's honestly your oral health. It's a, an extension into the entire rest of your body, and it's like a big. Like, you can tell a lot about a person's overall health from the shape of their mouth. So, just try to take care of it. Also, like, nobody wants to kiss you if your breath
0: smells. And that is the best piece of advice I've heard all week. That's why I've never kissed anyone. Parth, (laughs) thanks for doing it. Chance, thanks for asking
2: me to do this, man. It was a lot of fun. I was, like, really looking forward to this. I was actually, when I got the text, I was, like working on this patient. I was like, yeah, my, um, I'm actually about to go to down LA for this weekend. One of my buddies uh, just asked me to like be on his podcast, and I have no idea why. I'm not that interesting.
0: <laughs> you are an extremely interesting human being, and I hope that the listeners get a little bit of that. Where would you like the kids to be able to find you? Do you have a social media that you would like people to be able to find you yeah,
2: at? Yeah, sure. Um, I have an Instagram. I think it's P underscore Maheshwari, which is a pretty bad Instagram handle um, yeah. just because my last name is tough maheshwari yes yeah, m-a-h-e-s-h-w-a-r-i so all right you can tag it or something I'll, I'll repost it whenever it's like the show's out so yeah and if fun.
0: you ever if you're ever in, Cle- in i almost said cleveland no Absolutely one should not. ever go to cleveland no one go to cleveland no that's one the go best to cleveland. That's that, the now the that's good part. advice uh if you're ever in fresno stop by for a cleaning uh, i'm sure <laughs> i sure Barthes would love to see you uh all right that's it goodbye everyone